Welcome to My Adventures in Healing, stories and tales from my messy journey of transformation. Buckle up for a wild and wacky ride because truth is often stranger than fiction. I'm Jamie, and I will be your guide into the twists and turns of my adventurous life. I'm so glad you're here with me. Let's jump right in. So I want to begin our adventures in the summer of 2017. I just turned 40. And as I look back on 2017, I really can see that it was a year of cracking open. But the cracks actually started to form before that. There were some key things that happened in my life in 2015 and 2016 that started this cracking open process. And it feels like sharing some of those things is important to understand kind of what was happening within me in 2017 as we begin our adventures. So looking back, The cracks really started to form 2015. That was the year that my mother died. And I'm not going to go into all the details of our relationship in this episode. I will unpack some details in future episodes because there's some powerful things to share about my journey of forgiveness and discovery with my mother. It's without a doubt the single most impactful relationship in my life. Um, And you can probably hear the emotion in my voice still because it is that potent and powerful. So you can imagine, you know, anytime a parent or caregiver or significant figure in our lives passes away or the relationship ends, right? That's a significant like pivotal moment in time. And, And that was certainly true for me in 2015. She passed away at the end of March. And there were, that was just like this powerful catalyst um, of cracks, we'll say. Cracks in the masks of perfection I was wearing, cracks in my sense of identity, cracks in who I thought I was and who I thought I wanted to be. Just like these powerful opportunities to pause and pivot and say, is everything that I thought was true really true? At least that's what happened for me. And I, in the work that I do often with people, holding space for them uh, with grief and the loss of a, a key figure in their lives, often death or loss is this powerful portal into identity work. And that was certainly true for me. So some of the key things that happened for me that year, 2015, um, on the heels of my mother passing away, one, I'd never dealt with anything like that in my life. 
Um, and my life at that time consisted of being a wife, being a stepmother, having a very intense job with uh, one of the largest consulting firms in the world, working in corporate America, intense um, project-oriented type of work in very complex, charged, dynamic, stressful atmospheres, working 50, 60-hour weeks, right? Like, so my life was very busy and intense. And then you throw in intense grief and questions around who am I as a human and navigating um, being the executor of her estate and what that meant and all the feelings that were coming up with that. And then all the um, packed away emotion and dynamics of our relationship that had been simmering for 38 years that boom, right? Like, so there was just this intense amount of stuff unfolding in my life on the heels of her passing. Now, simultaneously, my then husband and I were also in the midst of a massive home remodel. And I didn't realize it until a little bit later as I was unpacking some of it in therapy. But like, as a Taurus, and just like who I am as a human, right? Like, home sense of safety sanctuary was essential to me. My home was like my oasis, my place to recharge. So going through a massive home remodel in the midst of massive change with like a parental figure, like all these themes of security, safety, root chakra stuff were bubbling up, right? And we ended up moving out of the house into a temporary um, housing situation So again, like just more chaos and instability on top of that. So all of those things were happening on the outside. What was happening for me on the inside was this was the first time in my life where I felt so intensely like a failure, Right Up to that point in, in my life, I'd been able to navigate stressful situations, navigate intense things at work or intense things in my personal life, like be able to navigate through them and they were hard and difficult, but I, I felt like I managed through them, right? Like I was able to maintain that identity of someone who had it all under control and had my crap together and like could handle hard stuff and like knew how to navigate through things and all that, right? Like that was my outward facing self to the world. Now underneath that, right, like was this human that really felt like if I don't show that I have everything under control, if I'm not demonstrating that I've got it all together, then I won't be loved. I won't be good enough, right? Like I won't be all those things. So on the heels of my mom's passing, as I was dealing with intense amounts of grief, as I was feeling like I wasn't able to do a good job with my work because I wasn't fully present because all the grief and emotions were distracting me and stressing me out, 
as it felt like my home life was in chaos and not the sanctuary that I needed to help nourish me, as it felt like I wasn't able to show up in my relationships and friendships the way I desired because I didn't feel like myself, right? Like all those feelings were happening on the inside, creating this intense sense of I'm a failure. I'm not good at anything right now. And that created this deep sense of like lack of safety, um, fear, worry, uncertainty. And, And for me, what happens when I'm feeling all those things, looking back, I can see it really clearly. At the time, I didn't understand it. But what happens is I I freeze, right? Like, I don't know what to do. I'm feeling all these intense feelings. And I, I didn't have the tools really to process all of it. Now, I was in therapy. But funny enough, as I look back at that point in time, I didn't even really know how to be like real and raw and fully seen in my messiness at therapy, right? Like there was this sense of I need to show up and sort of have some of my crap together. I need to show up and be able to articulate what I'm feeling. I need, you know, there was this sense of I need to have it together for my therapist because if I don't, then like that's proof that I'm a mess, right? Like I wasn't ready or able or confident or trusting in myself to share the extent of my full messiness with anyone. Like, I was barely able to acknowledge it. And in fact, I don't think I was really acknowledging it because I was scared out of my mind that if anybody knew how messy I was on the inside... How on earth would they love me, right? Looking back, I can see so clearly those were all the things that were absolutely alive for me. And these were some of the cracks that started to form, right? Like this sense that, oh my gosh, I can't maintain this illusion of perfection, this illusion of having it all together. Now that scared the bejesus out of me. And it was a really good thing, right? Um, Again, the quotation that I love, the cracks are how the light gets in. I needed to let go of that sense that I needed to have it all together. I needed to take those masks off. I needed to quit trying to be perfect. And um, I needed to allow the messiness out. I wasn't yet able to really do that, but those cracks were starting to form. And it was good (laughs) that I couldn't hold it all together, right? Like that was healthy. That was beneficial, even though at the time (laughs) it did not feel that way. So that was starting to happen for me in May, June, July, August, September of 2015. 
those were the things I was feeling. I was in a massive state of overwhelm and freeze and just this intense juggling act of trying to prove that I had it all together, try to keep it all together, da 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 Well, as you can imagine, that meant I was effing exhausted, right? Exhausted, stressed out, tense, needing quiet time, right? Like all these things. Unfortunately, I didn't have words to be able to really explain any of that to anybody. I didn't know how to share what was going on inside of me. One, I'd never experienced it before. Two, it was petrifying. Three, I was scared to admit it because I had this belief that admitting it would give people a reason, right, like not to love me. And four, I, I'm the type of person that, right or wrong, tends to need to like figure out like what I'm experiencing before I share it out loud. And I'd never experienced that before. I didn't, I had no frame of reference for what was going on. So I had no words really to describe it. And quite frankly, there was so much that had bubbled up for so many years that was like, it was like effervescent emotions, experiences, perception. Like it was just like this dam had broken inside of me and I was feeling so many things so rapidly, so intensely. I don't know that I could have made sense of it if I tried. And I felt like in order to share, I needed to be able to make sense of it. Right. So like all of that was happening. Now something really magical and powerful an opportunity also happened around the same time. Even though I felt like this incredible failure at work, even though I felt like I was not holding it all together and showing up the way I desired, even though all those feelings were on the inside, on the outside and what was really happening at work is lucky for me, I was part of an incredible team of humans and an incredible leadership team um, that offered me grace and understanding. And I was showing up for my clients and I was showing up and contributing within the team. It just was exhausting me. And I had very little uh, resources and bandwidth and capacity for everything. So I felt like I wasn't doing well, but I was. I was doing relatively well on the outside, so much so that I was nominated for this leadership program within our company. And to be selected as one of 30 female leaders at that level within our company to attend this um, leadership program, it was a gift and an acknowledgement of even, you know, though you feel like you're, you're not doing well, perhaps you're doing better than you think. And also, right, like this panic of, oh, my God, they think I'm fantastic and I'm a future leader. And I feel like on a mess on the inside, right, like all the imposter syndrome type things start kicking in. But what was really powerful about this program and the gift 
that it offered me. It was a program where we kind of stepped away from our day-to-day work and lives and met at another location, 30 of us senior female leaders from around the company. And we met for three or four days in four different increments over a nine-month period. And so the first three or four-day seminars occurred in the fall of 2015. And this program was structured in a really beautiful way where we had this opportunity to, in addition to all the leadership and skill building and all of those things, we also did this powerful Um, sharing and witnessing exercise, uh, circling up at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day where we shared whatever was true and alive within us. And it was a sharing exercise. The, The purpose was to share and to be witnessed, right? It was not to get feedback. It was not to problem solve. It was not to fix. It was really to practice sharing, being seen, being witnessed, and acknowledged in whatever was true and real and alive for us. And this was the first time for me that I'd really experienced the power of being in circle or in community, in sisterhood. It was only women. And and we were all, like, though very different humans, we had very similar experiences in common professionally. And so it was this opportunity like to feel like, okay, I don't really know you. So we're not, we're not friends necessarily, although friendship emerged over the course of the program. You're not necessarily invested in my life. So there's, there's some distance there. And yet through the process of the course and the leadership program and sharing with one another, this, this really powerful bond of connection formed. So what was so powerful for me during that time is I really needed to be able to share what was some of the things that were bubbling up and alive for me, some of the questions that were forming around what did I want professionally, the grief that was alive and real for me. And, you know, I really took the question literally, what is alive for you right now? And I shared not just from this place of like, what are my professional stresses? But like, where am I today in this moment? And so that gift of being in community with other people and sharing from the heart what was real and alive for me and, and my shares were often messy and vulnerable. I just like was like, you know what? This is a safe space and I need to share. And so I did. And I remember very intensely, it still stays with me today. Like every time one of those three or four day sessions wrapped up, I remember looking in the mirror And feeling like I saw myself with greater clarity, like the human that I had been felt blurry. And at the end of those three or four days, like I could see myself more clearly. And it was a really powerful experience and something that I noticed. I was like, wow, I I feel like 
I feel like myself a little bit more than I did when I arrived. I feel like I see myself a little bit more clearly. And looking back and with the understanding that I have now from all the coaching work that I've done and then um, the community space holding work that I've done, there is something very powerful and very healing in the act of allowing ourselves to be seen, sharing, being witnessed, and having the way people see and hear us reflected back to us. It does offer us a different perspective of who we are. We can hear ourselves more clearly as a result of the sharing. We can see ourselves more clearly as a result of what we allow to be seen. And that was extremely true for me. And the first time that I really experienced that, and it was a powerful gift at this time when so much was alive and tumultuous and overwhelming within me, to start to hear and see myself differently than who I thought I needed to be was an incredible gift. Now, I understood the gift that it was at the time, but it would become even more of an impactful gift for me over time as I began to allow myself intentionally to be seen more. So what happened for me during that leadership program, it was more like it was the perfect environment and circumstances for me to allow like the cork out of the bottle and to sort of like spew, right? Like these people don't really know me. Yes, we're at the same firm, but we don't really work together. Like it felt like a safe space to like practice this thing of being seen. And and it wasn't even like intentional. It was just like, it flowed out. Like I needed to let it out. And so I did. But as a result of that experience, fast forward to 2017, And I would remember that experience of being seen that way in 2015 and again in 2016. I would remember the experience of being in community and seeing myself that way. I would draw on how that felt. I would draw on what that showed me and taught me. And I would lean into that more in 2017 when I really needed it. And so that was a really powerful way that some of the light started to get in through those cracks, right? Like, so the cracking open for me in 2015 was I have all these feelings and emotions and things that are going on and I can't hold it all together, right? Like, it, I need to let it out. I'm starting to crack open. I can't maintain the masks, I can't maintain the sense of perfection. I got to let some of this out. And then having this really incredible experience and opportunity that created a safe space for me to be able to let some of it out. And so there was this really um, serendipitous, we might say, 
opportunity that emerged where a need was being met, right? Like I needed to let it out. I was cracking open and there was this safe space where I could. And I experienced like the impact of feeling seen and heard and of seeing and hearing myself in my shares and in my vulnerability and in my truth, right? Like I started to notice, oh, wow, there's something powerful that shifts within me when I'm not trying to hold it together, when I'm not trying to paint the picture that I have it all figured out, when I let the real raw, messy stuff out, something beautiful happens, right? And so that that inkling, that seed was really planted during that time. Now, something else happened for me in 2016 that would also be a catalyst of cracking open and how the light gets in that would impact me in 2017. So in 2016, after we'd moved back into our house and our remodel was complete, and things felt like they were getting back to normal and sorting out. There was sort of this calm and lull after the grief and the estate stuff and all those things. Like, it felt like within our family and within our household, things were sort of normalizing. My then-husband and I found out that he was diagnosed with stage 3 cancer. So, like, pretty much a year to the date after my mom's passing, um, we discovered his cancer. And again, I'm not going to go into all the ins and outs in this episode of what happens when a loved one and an intimate loved one, like in an intimate partnership, um, is facing stage three cancer and, you know, the journey that cancer takes you on, like that is probably a whole episode unto itself. But there was something that started to happen within me as I was supporting him on his journey or trying to support him on his journey that started to shift something within me. During this time, while my then husband was going through his treatments and getting ready for surgery and all the different things. A very close friend of mine was also diagnosed with a similar type of cancer. And in the months that followed, my friend passed away and my then husband recovered. And so there was this experience of, for me, of like the potential of loss, the realization of loss, how precious and short life is, right? Like there was this amplification of this sense of life is really short. Life is really brief. Life is really precious. And the the, the seed that was planted within me was sort of this like, low-level rumbling or undercurrent of how do I want to live this short and precious life? Like, what 
what does being alive mean for me? So that was happening in 2016. That was like this other crack, if you will. Um, You know, with that question came some realizations of maybe I'm not living life the way I desire. If life is really short and really precious, which I believe it to be, and I have evidence of that as a result of these experiences, what do I desire to be doing with my one precious life? Now, I won't say that these were like active questions in the forefront of my mind, but they were themes that were percolating under the surface. So with my mom's passing, there was this question of, who am I? Who do I desire to be? That was kind of like a theme that was bubbling up. There were also themes of, I can't hold it all together. I'm a failure. I'm not perfect. I'm messy. Oh my gosh, people aren't going to love me. I'm not doing life well enough. Then there was this experience with being seen and being witnessed, and maybe it's okay to be vulnerable. Maybe it's okay to be messy. And then these questions of how do I want to live this one precious life? Now, there were also lots of feelings of stress and overwhelm because my response to my then-husband's cancer, of course, as a controlling, over-functioning, people-pleasing perfectionist, which is definitely how I operated then, right? Like, and I, I felt like I was back on an even keel. And so my response to his cancer diagnosis was, I'm going to manage the hell out of this. I'm going to do it perfect. I'm going to be the perfect supportive spouse. I'm going to love him the way that, you know, will help him be well, right? Like I jumped into, let me manage the hell out of this mode. Let me be perfect. Let me overperform, overfunction. Not really asking him, how do you want to be loved and supported? What do you need, right? Like totally in my own head of, let me fix this. Let me solve this. Let me control this. Let me figure out how to make everything okay. So all of that was alive and bubbling up under the surface. These were the undercurrents. These were the cracks from 2015 and 2016 that were bubbling up and kind of primed to flow over in 2017. So I think that paints an accurate picture of some of the things that were alive within me and alive within my life uh, as we head into 2017. And um, next time we'll dive into some of the specific stories and tales from that time frame in 2017 when you know, all of these currents and themes start to weave together. And, you know what, I can't deny any longer at that point that 
things need to change. Things need to shift. And so that's where we'll head next time. Thank you for joining me today. And I'll share more of the adventures with you soon. I hope you've enjoyed today's stories and tales from my messy journey of transformation. If any of what you heard today resonates with you and you desire to explore any of the themes further or to be in community and connection, bonus content is available to you. Tips, tools, resources, connection, and more. Visit my website, adventuresinhealing.co and follow the prompts for behind-the-scenes podcast access and bonus content. You will also find information on how to connect with me directly and the mentoring services and programs I offer. My life has become an adventure in healing, discovery, and aliveness, and yours can too. I hope to connect with you soon. Much love, and please remember, live your adventure because you are the magic.